Hello, and welcome to Detangled, a podcast for salon pros. We're your hosts, Molly Getz and Kylie Garcia, full-time entrepreneurs, hairstylists, educators, and moms. Also, part-time comedians, so get ready for some great education and a few laughs. Hey, Kylene. Hi, Molly. Hey, so you and I have known each other for, what, five years now? Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since I've ever known you, you have either been pregnant or have had a very small baby in tow. Right. So I just want to ask, um, are you ever going to not be pregnant or <laughs> having babies? That's a great question. Um, I, I hope to be done at this point. I mean, I guess you never know, but I hope to be done at this point. <laughs> I mean, you do make very beautiful babies. Oh, just gonna just gonna say that. Um, you know, it's funny because, like I said, ever since I've known you, you've always had babies with you, and you have all the things that a lot of hairstylists aspire to have. Like you, you do all the things. <laughs> but I realize as we're like talking about all of this, I don't really know your. Like beginning story, like right. why did you come to be this magnificent mm. creature that you are now? Like, how old were you when you first knew you wanted to be a hairstylist? So I would say I was about like it was the summer between my eighth and ninth grade year, so I was fourteen, I think. Um, I you know when I was younger than that, I really wanted to be a fashion designer, but I started to realize I can't draw, so. I was I decided that wasn't going to be the route for me. Um, but I still was, I was just very interested in like the fashion world, the beauty world, that kind of stuff. So the summer between my eighth and ninth grade year, I did like kind of a um, just like internship or something I would call it um, at a local salon where I just like folded towels, you know, did all of the crap work that no one else wanted to do um and they I think they paid me like five bucks a day (laughs) to do that so um that's when I really was like okay this is what I want to do for the rest of my life what about you how old were you when you decided to do hair I I honestly don't even remember my mom swears that I was telling her when I was in like the eighth grade that I wanted to do hair but it's so funny because growing up we never went to hair salons to get our hair cut we always, you know, I have three sisters um, and we're all super close in age. So my mom would just pile all of us into the van and we would go to someone's house and sit in their you know, kitchen and get a kitchen haircut. Oh. Um, so it's like I didn't even really know what like a hairstyling career looked like, mm-hmm. but I was the girl doing everyone's hair for dances in school and I was an athlete. So all of my friends that I played sports with all had really awesome micro braids in their hair all the time because you know the and then early yours 2000s, was just like in a bun <laughs> yeah mine was not cute um I always say how grateful my sisters and I are that I am a hairstylist because none of us naturally have great hair so thank goodness someone knows how to like take care of this situation but yeah like in let's see I would have been in middle school in like 2000 or 2001 and we like micro braids were everything mm-hmm. So I was like really good at that. I remember teaching myself to braid. I think I was in like the second or third grade and I was teaching myself how to braid and French braid on my sisters at home and it just kept morphing from there. I just had to get my hands in everyone's hair. So yeah, I was never the cutest one because I was working my little tail off before all of our school dances and our softball games and basketball games and 
everything. Yeah. So that's like my earliest memory. And then I actually, I broke my wrist when I was 16. It was right at the end of my softball season. And I was devastated because I wasn't able to play softball that summer. And I was like, who's like, what am I going to do? So we decided I should try to get a job of some sort just to get me out of the house. And my cousin's girlfriend owned a salon, just a real small little one, like similar to like what you were doing. You know, she hired me. I'm like, who's going to hire like a one armed girl who has this big cast on and it was on my left hand and I'm left handed. So I'm like, I can't even write. I can't do anything. So she hired me to just be there receptionist and I did all the little cleaning tasks like you and I fell so in love with the salon atmosphere Mm -hmm. I had no idea that that was even a real life thing Mm -hmm. I just knew like old ladies went and got their hair done I didn't know cool people got their hair done by cool people like all the girls I worked with are super cool okay so you worked in a salon um how long did you work there like all through high school yeah it ended up being like a pretty casual situation where Once I went back to school, I only worked on the weekends, but it was cool because they were super laid back. There wasn't a whole lot of management. Um, So I came and went as I pleased, sort of. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I didn't, I had like sort of a set schedule, which was nice. And there was a bunch of other young high school and college girls that worked there as receptionists as well. So it was a cool little group to be a part of. I actually worked there until I graduated beauty school. Mm -hmm. So it was it was about three years. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? Um. No, I did not actually. I didn't. Um. After that, I didn't do anything really hair related until was besides just like playing with hair. Um. Until I went to cosmetology school. So I actually went to um a school in Georgia, and I really just kind of like stumbled upon finding that school. Where I am, there isn't really anything. You know, we do, we have some, like, typical cosmetology schools, but I didn't really know anything about this whole, like, idea of Summit or, um, like, the Salon Professional Academy or anything like that. All I knew was that I wanted to go somewhere different. And so this school that I found, it was actually, um, you know, it wasn't a Summit or Salon Professional Academy, but it was very similar. So we were using Redken products. Um, and I, in this school, it was very different in the sense that it wasn't just, like, let me teach you how to pass state board. I actually learned business practices and understood how I needed to build my business and not just focus on um you know doing hair and passing state board but I graduated from high school when I was 16 I skipped a grade but it wasn't I wouldn't say it's just because I'm like really smart it was just I was I hated (laughs) high school and I was like I already know I want to do hair let me get out of this place I just want to go to cosmetology school I don't need any of this stuff so I graduated when I was 16 which means I graduated from cosmetology school when I was 17 um so I had my cosmetology license before I was 18 and then like I said, I was living in Georgia at that time. Um, ended up getting a, a really awesome job at a company that I very well could have built a career at. Um, but I, like a few months in, I was like, you know what, I've got nothing here, no family, no friends really, besides just my friends at work. Um, so I decided to move home. And um, I actually started in a booth rental salon when I moved home. And it was the salon that I grew up getting my hair done at, the one I worked in where I first decided I wanted to do hair. Oh, that's cute. It's like full circle. I know. So after you went to cosmetology school, what happened um, with you finding a salon to start your career in? Well, like kind of similar to you, when I was looking for beauty schools to go to, I 
there wasn't really anything in my area. And well, and you're, you're an Ohio girl too. I think it's so funny that we both live in Ohio, but we just don't live near each other. Yeah. Um, but I was dead set on moving to Columbus and living out my Ohio State University experience without actually enrolling in the <laughs> university. Just wanted to be in the area, I the general vicinity like, of, of the Ohio State University. just needed to be a Buckeye, even though I knew I wasn't going to actually get a diploma from there. But I had a roommate lined up. I was going to go to the Aveda Institute in downtown Columbus. Mm-hmm. And then a Salon Professional Academy opened in Perrysburg, which is like the next town over basically where I live. I live like 15 minutes away from there. And my mom got wind of, of it. And she's like, Hey, there's a brand new school in Perrysburg. You could live at home, save some money, whatever. So we went and toured it. And I literally walked through those doors and it was like the, you know, like light was shining from heaven. Angels were singing. I'm like, Oh my God, I am at home here. This mm-hmm. is, this is it. So it was just really like destiny because the um, the founder of my current salon company that I literally started working in two days after I graduated beauty school, and I've been there ever since. And now I'm a shareholder with that company. I am. I mean, I'm. You you would say I'm pretty pretty invested <laughs> there. She actually, our founder um, Denise Soto owned the Salon Professional Academy, mm-hmm. so that's how I even found out about her salon. And a couple days. It would have been, let's see, two days before I graduated, I didn't have a salon job lined up. I knew I didn't want to stay in the salon in Bowling Green. I just wanted a totally different, I wanted just a different environment. I wanted something that was just, I don't know if like high end is the word that I was looking for. I just wanted it to not feel like a gossip shop. Mm -hmm. So um, I was panicking because I didn't have anywhere to work. And I knew I wanted to like get going starting my career. And I knew I wanted to train. I did not want to just start doing hair. I wanted an education program to go into. And so I went up to Denise's office and she was, oh my gosh, she was like really tall. And I don't know if the word intimidating is the right word, but she had she just had a very strong, powerful presence when she was in the room. And I was really awkward and 19 and just dumb. And so I walked into her office and I was like, I'm going to go ask her for a job. I can't believe I have the guts to do this because I had applied at her salon already. And they Mm -hmm. told me that there wasn't any openings. So I went into her office and I was like, Denise, I just like Soto is the only salon I want to work in. I I haven't even applied anywhere else. Like I've applied there. There isn't an opening. But can I work? Can I work at your front desk? Can I sweep floors? Can I just do something so I can make sure that I'm next in line. And she kind of stared at me for a second. And um, she and her old admissions um, administrator, her name is Paulina. She's like the greatest human. They kind of looked at each other. She was in the room with her. And she's like, you know, you can work at our front desk part time. I think we have an opening. And I was like, okay, say no more. I literally like ran out of the room, quit two out of three of my part time jobs that I had at the time, which was, which was so stupid stupid because um I was only working at the salon like 18 hours a week (laughs) so I went from being broke to being ultra broke but that's how I like got in there and I went through the associate program I was late to work on my first day because I was freaking out about what to wear because I didn't feel like any of the clothes I owned were nice enough or good enough and so I was late to work on my first day of work and almost got fired (laughs) I'll never forget that she pulled Denise pulled me into her office on day two and said, um, I heard what happened yesterday. And the girl who trained me, her recommendation was that I wasn't going to make it. 
And she said, I know you're better than that. So um, don't let that happen again because I, I can see good things for you. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I will never let that happen again. And it's like so weird how 13 years later I've been I've been at the same company now for 13 years. I'm invested and I almost got so fired. So now, like when you have an associate and they're late on their first day, do you give them a break or are you totally. hard on them? I I like to think of myself as like I'm the kind of coach that is very empathetic. So you'll get a break. But also you're going to get a lesson out of it because I got the best lesson I've ever received out of that break that she gave me. So I I like to pay that forward, I feel like. So sweet. So, you know, it's really interesting. I've never actually worked anywhere besides my commission salon, but you started out independent, right? Yes. So, but your salon that you own now is a commission-based salon. Yeah. So, yeah. So how, like, how did that work? Mm-hmm. So I, um, when I started out, I, I really, the only reason I really started out as an independent contractor was because I knew at some point I wanted to open my own salon. And when I went to cosmetology school, because the school I went, I was very lucky to have, um, some really awesome business classes that I was able to take during school. Um, it really opened my eyes to understanding the different kinds of businesses that salons can have, which is so cool about our industry because there's so many different ways we can go with our careers. It really opened my eyes to see that commission is a really great opportunity um, when you have a salon owner that really cares. And because I wanted to be somebody that helps take care of people and I already knew that um, I wanted to teach, um, I knew that this would be a better direction for me and to be able to grow a business. Um, and so I started out an independent contractor and and at the time in this in the town that I'm at, um, our, my salon currently is the only salon that is a commission salon. So I really didn't have a, cha- a choice anyway. <laughs> Even if I wanted to go to a commission salon, I would have had to um, be working somewhere else. So I started to do, um, doing hair there. I was extremely driven. Um, I would say advice for people starting out as an independent contractor is really difficult. So unless you are somebody that is very much self-motivated, which I would say that I am, but I, if you aren't, if you don't have somebody to say like, here's when you need to come to work, um, it's so easy to fall behind in, in that way because you could just say, oh, I don't have any clients. I won't go to work. Um, so I literally would work. I worked Monday through Saturday. I sat there all day long. And, and oh as, as a booth rent salon, most of the time people aren't just walking in because they know that, you know, it's pretty much by appointment only. So I, well, we weren't even getting a whole lot of walk-ins for me to take. Um, it was really more just for me to like sit there on the, answer the phones, take any new clients that we'd get over the phone or take walk-ins if we got them. Um, and that's really how I built my business, like taking all the walk-ins, taking all the calls and um, making sure I was handing out referral cards so that people were knowing who I was. And this was really before social media became what it is now. It was, it existed, but it was, we weren't really using it to build our business like we do now. Right. So it was the physical, let me give you a referral card <laughs> and give this to your friends. Um, it's my business card. Yeah, totally. So um, I would say that's, I mean, that's really how I built my business was through word of mouth. And so I, um, I worked there um, for about four years um, and then 
I actually opened a small little studio salon, just, um, you know, just a little studio space. And I did that for a year. Um, that was just my way to kind of save money. I could really keep my expenses down. Um, and then I opened my salon because I was getting to the point where I needed help. I needed more employees. So um, I opened a, my first location um, with just myself, my husband, and we had a massage therapist. Um, my husband went through nail school right before we opened, so he actually was our nail tech, but he, you know, found that wasn't his passion, so he left shortly after that, but... That's amazing, um, though. I forgot that he did that. Yeah, it was really cool. I think he's, he's one of those people that is just, he can be really good at anything he tries, which is super annoying, because I have one (laughs) talent, you know, hair, um, (laughs) so... But he can, if he puts his mind to it, he can be so good at everything. So he was really good at it, but it was just that whole, you know, we had just opened. We weren't getting walk-ins for nails, so he was super bored. Um, So he left. But now we ended up, you know, after about a year and a half there, we started to get too big for that space. It was a very small space, and um, we were renting there. And I my goal was to be able to buy a building that we could, um, that way we would own the space that we're in. So we started looking. Um, We looked at probably every commercial property available in our town that was for sale (laughs) um, and looked at a lot of really not so good places. But we did find um, a really awesome building. Um, Luckily has two apartments above, which is really great revenue stream for us. And then we have uh, like over 2,000 square feet now for the salon. And we've got, um, now we have five, um, service providers. So that's so cool. I mean, I was at your salon, your, your first location. Mm-hmm. When was that? A couple years ago. And it was when you were still like, you were still hunting for the yeah. perfect place to buy. Mm-hmm. And your old salon was so cute. I just loved the entire aesthetic of it. Oh, and I haven't been to your new one yet, but all the pictures I've seen are so well I was supposed to be there and then you know plans change so <laughs> yep. I um I can't wait to happened. come back to 2020 <laughs> happened and everything the world got canceled yeah so I can't wait to actually come down there mm-hmm. but um I mean it's just I love your I love your style I love you know the aesthetic of the whole place and your team has grown so much oh, thanks. it's so cool to see them in terms of, you know, growing your team too, like, like, did you have any people telling you like you had really bad ideas for trying to make this career happen? Because I know I had some like major naysayers in my life and I can't imagine like, you know, I'm thinking about your story. Like you were so young when you started doing hair, you, you had a career before you were even legally allowed to vote. So that to me is just mind blowing all in itself. But there had to have been someone who was like, hey, yeah. this is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, I Luckily, my parents were always very supportive of me doing hair. Um, I think, so my dad is also self-employed. My mom is now. She was a stay-at-home mom when I was growing up, but my mom's a personal trainer now, so she's also self-employed. And so my parents were very, mu- like, luckily they weren't like, you have to go to college. Like, they were very much of like, you could have a career with going to a trade school or whatever. Um, and so they were very supportive of that. I would say, um, the people, really the people that did have anything to say were people that didn't matter. (laughs) People I went to high school with that were just like, you're too smart for that. And I'm, yeah. The worst. (laughs) The only other person really was, was my grandma, but, um, and she just really felt that I needed to go to college, but now she's 
extremely supportive of me, has been super helpful with me with helping me grow my, start my business and um, lending me money when I need it and things like that. Like she's really, really supportive. But it, and it's been really cool to kind of prove some of those people wrong that hair isn't just a hobby. It's actually something you can have a really great career doing. Oh, that's so true. Oh my gosh. If I had a dollar, and I'm sure if you had a dollar, for every time we heard, you're too smart to go do that. I would have probably been able to fund like three trips to New York. <laughs> I don't know. It's that's like so irritating. I had a teacher in high school. Oh, she's like literally the reason. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> she's part of the reason that I feel like I have just set out to prove she's my prove you wrong person. Because mm-hmm. she told me, ironically enough, they were, because I come from a small town too, but there were three of us in my graduating class who were planning on going to cosmetology school. And we all happened to be in the same English class our senior year, which was weird. Um, now that I think about it. But she told the three of us, we were doing something, uh, I think it was like a resume project or something. It was something for college applications. And she told us since we weren't going to, I'm doing air quotes here, people, <laughs> real college that we didn't need to do the project back then I was like pretty compliant I didn't like to I don't know I was sassy but I also was not a rule breaker really so I got real sassy for like the first time ever to like an authority figure and I was like well I'm just gonna take a nap then if that's okay and she's like sure and I I I don't think I had ever slept in a class ever 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 and I laid my head down and I took a nap during her class period I was so angry and I will never forget going home and telling my mom what happened and I just at that moment like I can remember that moment so clearly that when I went to beauty school and someone told me what the average income of a hairstylist was like back then that would have been 2006 so it was like $21,000 a year I think it's was like the- 26 now <laughs> yeah. So. yeah right and you I like couldn't believe it And I'm like, okay, I have to make more money than that. I have Mm -hmm. to show these people that I'm going to make like a really killer career out of this. And all of these other people who were thinking I either like was making a bad decision by doing this or that I would never amount to it or that I was making a bad decision because I didn't go to college first that, you know, I'm going to show them I'm going to make way more money than you. And I'm going to also, you know, it's not about the money, but. I'm going to have a really awesome life. I'm going to love my job. Like I did not want to be that person that sat around and complained about my job at family functions. Like I have some family members that every family function, oh, all they do is sit around and talk about how annoying their jobs are or how much they don't like their jobs or their coworkers or bosses, whatever. And it's so irritating and obnoxious. And you're all, I can't relate. Yeah, can't relate. Thanks. But it's true. Like, I can't relate. And that was like, it's always been my goal. And I feel like not to be too, like, get too deep all of a sudden, but like, that's the passion that I put behind every time I teach a class is how can I share that part of my story with someone to help them know that they're either like not alone in their thinking or that you can overcome that obnoxious voice in your head that was planted there by someone saying you you're too good for this or you're never going to make it. And, you know, I still I've, I don't think I've ever seen that teacher since I graduated. <laughs> so you haven't even been able to tell her. No, I haven't. <laughs> the universe I wants also, to keep us I separated. I also love that you were like, I got really sassy and I was like, um, I'm just going to take a nap if that's okay. <laughs> 
that was my level of sticking it to the man back then. There's no way I would have spoken up what I really wanted to say. Whenever, like, I'm too nice. I always want to, I do want to, like, tell people when they're wrong because I am very straightforward. But I also am, like, very nice at the same time. So there was one time where um, we got Taco Bell and I am vegetarian and... I ordered something. Now, a lot of times, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. A lot of times, I will order something substituted for meat. Okay. So, like, if they mess it up, like, of course, like, it had meat originally. Like, I could understand how this got messed up. Whatever. I ordered something that never was supposed to have meat anyways. Okay. (laughs) And I bite into it, and there's meat. Which I, and I, like, it had been so long since I had meat that I, like, my brain was, like, what? is this flavor like I couldn't it was like I couldn't even like compute what I was eating and then I was like oh this is beef and I was so mad and I was like I am calling Taco Bell and I am going to tell them that they gave me something that wasn't even supposed to be in this burrito to begin with okay so Lewis is like well then call them and I'm like okay I will so I call like so fired up like I was so mad and then I go <clears throat> Hi, I was just in there and um, <laughs> you gave me a burrito that had beef on it. And funny thing is, it's like it really wasn't supposed to have beef anyway, but there was beef on it. I'm a vegetarian, so I really didn't want that. And the lady <laughs> on the other end is just like, okay, <laughs> do you want another one? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I live on the other side of town, so it's really not that big of a deal. I just really want to make sure you pay attention to your menu items and what's supposed to come on it anyway. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> but I was, you like, intending like... so hard to, like, be angry, but I was like, hi. <laughs> you literally could have gotten awarded, like, three free burritos had you, like, persevered through that but no that's exactly how I would have done it too oh my gosh this girl there was a girl I used to work with years ago she used to work at the salon with us and anytime we had a problem like that like with a restaurant doing something wrong or whatever we'd be like go have her do it so she would call for us oh my god like lay down the law and but she had like a really professional way of doing it it was Mm -hmm. it is a god-given talent the way she could get things like that accomplished. It was amazing. You know, as I've gotten older and as I've, be- like, becoming a business owner and realize that, like, customer service means so much to me, I think I've gotten better at it um, because I'm just, I'm, I'm like, why, you'd have, you have to take care of the customer. Like, last year we had a, something that we went out of town for and we're staying at a hotel and we got there and they're like, oh, sorry, we're super busy. Your room's not going to be ready for like a couple hours and this was like we were already check-ins at three you know it was already way later than that Mm. and so and so we were like livid because we're like I we've got kids you know like what are we gonna do with them he's like well we'll let you into the pool and we like we didn't have anywhere to put our stuff it was just it was a mess and so I would like I I'm like wow I've gotten bold these days and so I did actually go up and I said so um how are you gonna actually just go ahead and credit this back to my credit card and and he was looked at me like so just blown away and I was so proud of myself. That's awesome. Um he did not in fact credit the back to my credit card, but I tried. But you asked. <laughs> we always say there's there's no wrong question. The worst you can hear is no, right? Right. <laughs> and you heard no. Oh my gosh. Okay, so That's we got so on funny. a tangent. 
Um, a little bit. But I think it was fun. Now you have you work at Soto. Um, so why don't you share with us a little bit about what your role is there? So I am a hairstylist there full time and I train associates. I have worked with associates, um, which are new stylists coming in. Anyone that wants to work in our company as a stylist, nail technician, esthetician, they have to go through a training, an advanced training program. So we think of it as like our master's degree in hair. So um, I've been training associates since 2010. So I literally don't know how to work on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible. <laughs> I just crumble I up mean, in a ball. I've, I've only done, I've only been working with an associate for two years and I already don't. I was, it was probably <laughs> about six weeks in. I didn't know how to work by myself anymore. Yeah, so. it's bad. I had to work by myself for a little bit. Um, actually, funny enough, I was severely pregnant and I had no associate. And I was like, any day now, I'm just going to collapse in the middle of this floor and just the floor is going to absorb my body and I will disappear forever. That's how I felt. It was awful. <laughs> I vowed to never again let that happen to me. So anyway, um, you know, training associates is something I love um, and I'm a shareholder. So, um, you know, I kind of got to the point where I had invested so much of my time, so much of my talent. And honestly, like emotionally, I was so invested in the company and I knew that um, I knew I wanted to be a bigger part of the company than just, you know, producing money for the, for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually, I was an associate when I told my coach and mentor at the salon, Jennifer, I remember telling her in a meeting uh, one day that I wanted to own the company someday. She was asking like, what's your long-term goal? I'm like, I'm going to own this salon, like this salon, the one we're in right now. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> okay, let's do this. And at the time she was a shareholder. So it's been pretty cool to see the evolution Um, You know, she and our other owner, Jessica, they ended up, you know, buying the salon from Denise um, back in 2008. And then, you know, the conversation just kept going of like, what's my bigger purpose? Like, what's going to be my bigger part? And so I was really fortunate that I'm in a company that was able to offer shares to some of us to get, you know, dip our toe in the water, kind of start wading in a little bit. And it's been awesome. I'm so I feel so fortunate to be in that position that I was able to invest in a company that was already established. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've, you know, we're just kind of rolling that out. And, um, you know, let's see, that would have been in 2016 when I signed on to be a shareholder. So, you know, at this point, we're just talking, you know, what's next. Of course, we're always evolving, aren't we? Salon industry. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever stays the same. So, you know, we're talking about what's next, you know, maybe another location, probably another location. Our team's getting huge. And, you know, I'm ready for what's next for me now that I've, you know, taken on this new journey four years ago. Um, But four years ago, I I also had my daughter. So I was severely pregnant when I signed on to be a shareholder as well. So I was making a lot of changes all at once as per my usual. Mm -hmm. I either live in utter chaos or I'm bored. There's really not a whole lot of in between. And I enjoy the chaos. I've never gotten to bored. So bored is terrible. I was bored a little bit um, recently. Um, and I would, I, just... I would say, you know, I was, I've been bored in 2020. <laughs> yeah. 2020 but... has had some boringness, but like even before 2020, it was like the end of 2019. I was like, am I getting bored? Am I, do I need something to shake up my career, my life, whatever? So I think that's where like a lot of the conversations of what's next for me anyway is coming from is mm-hmm. there is something next. We just have to like narrow it down and figure it out. Right. So, and then, you know, we have 
a big team at my salon. So I'm one of the team coaches too. So, you know, I'm, I'm like one of those people that my role I feel like is in a big picture. It is keeping my team together, keeping my team working well. I organize all the salon education. So keeping everyone on top of things, keeping everyone, I don't want to say like inspired, but I'm just going to say inspired because it's the first word coming to my mind, coming to mm-hmm. my mind. So I'm definitely the business aspect of being a shareholder. It's not something that comes naturally to me, like understanding all of the aspects of being a business owner. Right. It's that's hard for me. That's hard for yeah. my brain to process being being um, an emotional in an emotional position where I can hear people. I can listen to people. I can be the leader of a team. That's that's natural to me. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like I've really honed in on that a lot lately. Just learning to communicate with people, learning to be, you know, the best leader I can. So now I'm like, OK, let's talk business so I can train my brain how to see numbers and not panic. <laughs> mm-hmm. What would you say is your biggest um the thing that you would really want somebody, if they're thinking about going into the hair industry or maybe just started, um, what's the the best advice that you have for them? Oh, the best advice ever would be to find someone who is living the dream life that you want and have them be your mentor. Like find that person that can coach you, can mentor you, can be a true friend to you. And surround yourself with people like that. I know that there's no way I would be where I am if I hadn't followed the people that I looked up to. And it wasn't just the people that I was comfortable around. It was people who I was uncomfortable being around because they had what I wanted. And I had to ask the uncomfortable questions and I had to do those things. You know, how can I get what you have? And that's that's really, you know, they always say, like, surround yourself with people who are better than you at what you're doing. So you can constantly be a learner. That's really great advice. Yeah. What about you? You would have given me that advice (laughs) a long time ago. (laughs) Oh, life. Our life is still young, my friend. Um, What about you, though? You have. I mean, come on. What I call you earlier, a mystical creature or something. Um, (laughs) You you have a lot of good advice to give. So my advice would be to just work so hard to get the education that you need. So. You know, there are a lot of people out there that are living in areas just like me that are small towns. There just really isn't the access to it like some other people have the access to with working in a, maybe in a big city where they've got tons of salons to choose from that are offering great education. So with me coming from that type of place, that education isn't just going to come knocking on your door. So you have to go out and get it. And luckily with you know, technology and the way things are so accessible these days, it's out there, but you have to work at it. And just like earlier when you were saying, like, if we don't evolve, then then like nothing's going to happen. So if we don't continue to grow with our education, you're just you're not going to succeed in this industry because people are going to be doing it and they're going to get ahead of you. So focus on the education so that you can keep growing and learning to be able to apply those techniques or business strategies um, to your business so that you can keep growing. Oh, that's so good. Thanks. So, so good. I wish you would have given me that advice. Oh, but Hey, we just did, right? Yep. Now we can use it moving forward. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, that was fun. I loved getting, I loved getting to know more of your story. I dig it. Yeah. Right. 
Um, so Kyleen, where can everyone listening find you on Instagram for more, just for more Kyleen? If you just, if you really are desiring more Kyleen, <clears throat> my Instagram handle is Kyleen.Garcia. And also my TikTok handle is the same, Kyleen.Garcia. Um, and you may find me over there a little bit more <laughs> than you find me on Instagram. Just saying. Kyleen is a TikTok genius. And I am on Instagram at Molly Getz, G-E-T-Z, straightforward. You can't miss me. And, and on TikTok. With the and on TikTok handle. with the same handle, but you know, uh, still working that, still working that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week and we can't wait to join back in for another episode soon. Thanks so much for listening. We love to receive feedback, so please write a review if you're loving what you're hearing. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss out on the fun. Also, be sure to follow us on our Instagram at detangledpodcast. Until next time, this is Molly and Kyleen. Thanks for tuning in.